Good evening and welcome. This is Eroticism's weekly podcast. My name is Kevin, the erotic photographer, and I am your host. You can listen to Eroticism podcast talking about eroticism, fantasies, and sex here on Anchor FM, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and recently we were picked up by Reason FM and Pocket Cast. So you can listen on your favorite application. Tonight, I want to I want to shout at you a little bit about the magazine, a little bit about the history of the magazine, because it's a it's an interesting story, and I'm not going to take a lot of time. I'm going to make this a very short one, um, but I don't have a guest for tonight, and so we've got some stuff coming in December and January. The holidays, I guess, are upon everybody. So tonight, I want to shout at you a little bit about the magazine, the story behind it, and. Uh, you know where we're going in, in 2022. Now, Eroticism Magazine was born as a Spanish publication called Erotico Mexico. And the magazine was born in 2007 originally. And it was a result of my work with escorts, erotic models, and aspiring porn stars back in the 2000s the late 1990s and the early 2000s in Mexico when internet was kind of at its infancy or at its growing point. Um, internet connections were basically dial-up connections still. In 2007, we did have some um, basically one and three megabyte upload download speeds um, and even slower. We had some upload speeds of like 28.8, just like a modem. but. The, the websites were, be, were beginning to evolve and we were seeing more member sites come out. Um, we saw, you know, porn sites like Helmet Head. I mean, I don't know how old any of you are, but Helmet Head was around many years ago, 15 years ago. And so I decided that I was going to build a, an online style magazine, sort of like what men's health was on the internet back in the day. I sort of took that concept um, and you know we had the feature model who was literally the cover girl at the time, um, and then we had the add-on models who were the other models that we published during that time. And it wasn't just like a monthly thing. We updated the, the feature model every two months, so it became a literally a bi-monthly publication. And of course, we allowed um, escorts and porn stars and stuff to be promoted on that and that was the whole concept behind it was to help promote my photography models now during this time between 2003 and let's say 2010 literally my business with escorts and and porn stars and and, uh, models from around the world started really taking off I mean I was shooting in 2007 maybe not that much 2008 a little bit more um, and as we grew in, by 2010, um, I actually had to move the studio back to Mexico City, where the majority of the escorts were that were either coming to Cancun, to my studio to be shot and to be published. And they were paying for this. This was not a, a free service back in the day. The photography that they paid for enabled them to be published and to be promoted on the website. And the website was getting 40,000, 50,000 visitors per month. I mean, we had some days when we were looking at 12,000 visitors in one day. We had some really busy days. 
And we had girls from all over Mexico. Um, and I don't mean just Mexican girls. I mean, um, from all different areas, the girls were being published. I had uh, a girl from Poland who was working the Cancun Playa del Carmen area. I had a girl from Berlin that was working that same area. Um, and you know, and that grew. I had people coming from Chile. I had models coming from Argentina. I had models coming from Mexico City, from Monterrey. And so that was the decision was made when I was shooting probably close to 100 models a year um, by 2009. And we made the decision. I was doing a tour in Europe uh, for three months. I went to Europe and I did a 13 country tour in Europe. And then I came back and we moved the studio to Mexico City. When we moved the studio to Mexico City, literally the business exploded. We were in the center of what was the uh, published uh, escort business. Back in Cancun in the, in the 2000s, in the early 2000s, the, many of the escorts didn't publish on the internet, they published in the newspaper. So not only was I doing photography, but I was also doing ad design to be out, uploaded to the newspapers or to be sent to the newspapers to be printed as um, want part of their want ad section. They had an entire section de dedicated to um, phone sex, to escorts, to other adult services and, uh, and sex shops. So by that time, I mean, the business was, was really growing. We rented a very large space in, in the most exclusive area of Mexico City and it was divided into two parts it was part of it was my living area and part of it was the studio and we had a off we had two offices there as well because I had another business which I was the founder of a wedding planning business and a photography business for weddings so we kept that separate and all of my social and all of my image was kept separate now yeah I did show my face but I used only my first name and my middle name for my for my erotic work and I used my real name for all my other work. And, you know, I guess it was like by 2016, those worlds collided, you know, and by this time the magazine had involved, had evolved from being a website into being a digital publication. And that was being published for three, for free on ISSUU.com. And we were getting 8,000 to 12,000 um, visitors to the, to the magazine each month in English and in Spanish. By this time we had involved to having it in both languages, um, covering you know, the whole US and Canada and Europe spectrum. And in 2016, I was contacted by um, Esquire magazine, Esquire for Men and GQ, and they wanted to do write-ups on me because of the work that I was doing with the escorts not only doing their photography and doing it creatively. The whole concept behind doing good image creation for a model, whether she's an escort, whether she's an OnlyFans, whether she's a cam model, the only way to really deal with that in a, in a really nice visual aspect is to not cover the face with those blurry things that they people put on them or plastering those images and shit on there. That's not, that's not being a good photographer and that's not being a good image creator. So Esquire wanted to talk to me about how I was, you know, how I had developed a technique to really promote the models, to, to impulse their, um, their movements, you know. And in this time, uh, up until 2016, 
uh, the escort business was a legal business. You could be an escort, you could be a prostitute on the street, um, but you could not be a pimp, you know, because that was considered trafficking. So there was a very fine line the way the law had been written in 2016 about promoting sexual services and being the sexual service actually. So, you know, they, they, the interview was, was really based around that. And of course, my photo was in the magazine and, and came out in June. The Esquire came out in September GQ. And it turned my, what I call my vanilla business into almost nothing. Um, after 2017, literally I had no vanilla business. Everything was the magazine and all of the work that I did in the past that actually funded the magazine because I paid all of the location costs, the, 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 uh, the wardrobe, all the editing costs, the publishing costs, all of that I paid for, the website and, and what have you. So that all came out of my, my positive work, you know, working for editorials like uh, uh, travel magazines and, and destination magazines and doing destination photography, food photography. I, I was doing absolutely everything until 2016. When the bottom fell out in 2016, my partner and I split uh, the wedding business and she went back to Cancun. She kept the wedding business in Cancun and I kept the, the magazine and the erotic business and photography in, in Mexico City. So to make, a, to make a long story short, we evolved from being a free publication to being a for sale publication um, on two platforms. And we were doing, originally, as I said, we were doing it bi-monthly, so we had six issues a year. Then, eventually, we evolved in 2015 into a Inked Girls edition that came out like between, uh, between the May-June edition and the July-August edition. Uh, it was sort of like an interim issue that came out, and that became one of our most popular, one of my most popular issues. People love tattooed girls, especially when they're very sexy and very elegant at the same time. So business outside of the eroticism business started dropping off in 2017. So in 2018, we started working with our first uh, paid publicist, which was Skin Mags. Sales were not enough to keep the magazine running, so I still tried to do some you know, erotic photography on the side for pay, uh, escort photography for pay. And today, you know, here we are, we're on a mainstream publisher website we're on zinio.com um, and we're going to be self-publishing as well starting uh, January 1st you know we're setting all that up right now with Zinio they're going to be our they're going to be our connection between iTunes and, and all of the other big uh, names and uh, but we're going to be selling direct as well so you'll be seeing some changes probably in our website um, the podcast was a was a marketing strategy. Uh, obviously, it was a branding strategy, and and apart from that, I like to tell some of the stories about how the magazine grew. In in uh, in the first months that we were with uh, Zinio, which was July and August, you know we were seeing sales far above what we were seeing with Skin Mags, but we were going to keep both publishers, and then. In October, the sales exploded. We had a 150% increase in sales, uh, particularly in subscriptions. You now more than 45% of our sales are subscriptions, and the other 46 or 43% are single issue sales. 
and we're still selling issues from January 2021, uh, you know, from Valentine's Day, from summer. Those issues are still selling, which is great. That's when I decided that we were going to go to a um, profit sharing program with the models. Since we were never able to pay up front the models to work with us, um, and you know, I always wanted there to be a benefit for the girls that were that appeared in the magazine. So that's when we decided that, well, that's when I decided that we were going to do the profit sharing and, and we're going to split the net income from the publisher between the magazine and the models. And so that way there's an equal distribution between the models and the magazine. I still have some money to operate with and uh, the model gets some money. Uh, for at least two years, we'll be working on that program, offering them from the day they're published for two years, not only promotion on our Twitter and other social networks, but also they'll be receiving their portion from any sales of that particular issue. I found from working with skin mags that after two years, the sales just are gone from magazines that are more than two years old. Um, except for maybe when we do collections and stuff like that. We did do a collection with Skin Mag for 12 issues for 1995, and that worked out really well. I mean, that was a more than a 50% savings off the cover. And, uh, and this gives us a chance to promote um, the people who are being punished on Twitter, like escorts, uh, people who do in-person services, people who do live shows, things like that. Um, Mexico really came down hard, the Twitter Mexico, because now there's a Twitter office in Mexico, and they came down hard. I mean, if, he, if I even mention in a tweet the word escort, whether it's to say escorts are welcome in the magazine, then um, they'll, they'll close my account. I lost uh, one account of 112,000, which was the magazine account, and then I lost my personal photography account, which was 89,000 followers. So um, we're trying to be very careful. I don't have a, a Twitter account in Mexico anymore. My Twitter accounts are registered in the U.S. since I moved the, I moved the magazine to the U.S. And you know we're looking for new talents all the time. And I'm working now with uh, Smutify and Smutty Network. Um, to help build their non-censored social media. It's sort of like, Smutify is sort of like, imagine Facebook, but with no censorship. And Twitter, but with not a 240 character limit, you know, and not a limit of only four images on your tweets. So you've got the option of creating individual pages like on Facebook um, within your profile, and then you have the option of, you know, posting to the blog. Um, your things appear in your posts or your tweets or whatever you want to call them. Um, your smutty fights that you post appear in the news feed. Uh, you've got fans that you can get there. And, you know, we're working on building up Smutty Flicks, which is going to be the adult version of Netflix. And there's uh, now Smutty Fans, which is like OnlyFans, but under the, smut, the Smutty Network. Uh, name brand. So there's a lot of things coming out in, in 2022. Um, I, I, a couple of my models have already joined up over there. I mean, it, it's really a lot better than working with Twitter and worrying about your account getting canceled after you get built up. Um, so I, I do encourage people to take a look in the description and see the link, click on it, and please follow us if you 
if you do sign up, follow us. We'll follow you back. We'll, you know, we'll be glad to help you build your social profile there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter if you're a model. Please follow us on Twitter, um, and we'll follow you back. We follow all models that, that we find interesting. And uh, you know, if you'd like to be published in the magazine, whether you're an escort, whether you're a porn star, you're an erotic model, a cam model, you're more than welcome. Right now, I'm reaching out to a lot of cam studios um, around the world, particularly in the US, Los Angeles, there's a big studio, uh, and, and in Colombia. And what I want to do is offer them the same opportunity they offered the studios in Romania, which was to be able to publish their cam girls in the magazine, you know, one cam girl per issue, and, you know, get free publicity off of it. And, you know, basically kind of help the model, help the studio, and help the magazine. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a, a, a circular business that we're trying to create here. And uh, if anybody has any Anybody that I'd like to recommend or if anybody has any questions, you can always send me a message on Twitter. You can send me an email. Uh, all of those links are in the description of, of here on uh, Anchor FM. I don't know how they appear on Spotify, or the, but on Anchor FM and Reason FM, you can actually see my links. You can actually listen to the podcast now on my website, previous episodes and existing episodes. Um, and in, in 2022, the really big news is, apart from us doing some self-promoting the magazine, some, some in-house sales and creating some specials and some uh, packages for you, we're going to be delivering 13 issues during 2022. The 12 monthly issues from January to December, and of course our Inked Girls issue that we publish sometime between June and July. So. I hope that you know we'll be seeing you somewhere, whether in our social network, whether here, subscribe to our podcast, or there in the magazine, buying the magazine and subscribing to the magazine, and not only helping the magazine, but helping the models who were published that month. Um, and show your support by retweeting, like, when you click like, that's great, but you're not sharing it with anybody. You're just telling us, hey, well, I like it, but not enough to share it with somebody. You know, and if you're afraid to share it, well, yeah, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> Maybe you don't want the people that are on your Twitter to know that you're, that you like something and you want to share it with them, you know, so, but don't worry. Um, I'm hoping that next week uh, I'm able to concrete a, a couple of interviews for the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm working with Vixen Divine, uh, an incredible ebony lady uh, from the U.S., um, not only for the podcast, but also for the magazine. And um, from Canada, the very, very sexy Jessica Rabbit. Um, we're trying to, I'm trying to get her nailed down to a particular week that we can have her here on the show. So thanks for tuning in. I'm not going to bore you with any more details, but I just wanted to give you an update on where we are, where we're going. Until next week, I am your host, Kevin, the erotic photographer, wishing you a great night filled with erotic fantasies and incredible sex. Don't forget to check out the description, click on the links, join up on our social media channels, join up on our uh, new social media platform, and uh, let's get this non-censored social network up and running big time. Thank you guys. Have a good night.